0: Hi, everybody. It's Bill Foley. You might have heard that I am running for chief executive of Butte Silver Bowl. I tried to keep that out of the podcast, but I am running to restore transparency to our local government and give the courthouse back to the people of Butte and Silver Bowl County. Join me as we hold a campaign kickoff party at 6 p.m. on Saturday, January 13th at the Knights of Columbus Hall. Join me for some great food, music by my good buddy Sean Amon, and some great conversation. It should be a great time. That is 6 p.m. on January 13th at the Knights of Columbus Hall. I'll see you there. Dr. Michelotti of Helena Orthopedic Clinic grew up in Butte. My next-door neighbor in Butte was the trainer for Butte High School. And so pretty much from third grade on, I was in the Butte High training room and that had a lot of influence on me. We get to care for people with everything from ankle fractures to hip fractures in older folks, elbow fractures, or injuries in little kids. Most people come to you with a problem that most of the time we can fix. Hopefully we've made their lives a little bit better. Helena Orthopedic Clinic, now taking appointments at their new location in Butte. Today's bonus episode of the ButteCast is brought to you by Park Street Liquors. If you're looking for it, Park Street Liquors has it. Stop by and see Tom and the crew today. They can assist with your corporate event or wedding by helping create and plan your wine and spirits menu. They can also point you to the finest whiskeys, regional spirits, or the latest RTDs. Park Street Liquors. Call 406-782-6278 or stop by at 133 West Park Street. Make your story legendary. Now... Let's get this thing started. To be from you, America, USA. Welcome to this bonus episode of the Buttecast with Bill Foley. <laughs> Listen in as my dad reads his column, Tapper Light. Woo-hoo! It's a column that might make you laugh and might make you cry. It even might make you mad, but it will always be from the heart. Amen. Now here's my dad. Bill Foley. Well, that kind of stinks. Michigan beat Washington 34-13 last night in the National Championship football game and former Montana Tech football coach Chuck Morrill is a co-defensive coordinator for the Huskies. I am happy for my buddy Peach, who lives and dies with the Wolverines. I know he was conflicted watching that game because Peach is also a diehard or digger. Can you imagine rooting for your team your whole life? And then when the team finally gets to the championship game, your team is facing a coach you know personally? <laughs> well, I'm hoping that happens to me with the Chicago Bears next year when they play Colt Anderson, Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl. I'm sure Colt will understand when I root for the Bengals to come in second in that game. It was a ton of fun watching the Huskies make such a great run this season, though. I can't wait to talk to Coach Morrell about it. I'm sure it will be a lot better than the first time Paul Panisco and I interviewed Coach Morel so many years ago on our radio show. That is what today's column is about. You can read it for yourself at ButteCast.com. Tapper Light, first interview with Chuck Murrell, was no easy task. It was by far the hardest we ever worked on an interview. Paul Panisco and I were joined by brand new Montana Tech football coach Chuck Murrell on our old sports radio show KBOW Overtime shortly after he arrived in town to take his new job. I believe it was in January of 2011. Now, most people were not going to stack up in comparison to the recently retired Tech football coach, when it comes to giving interviews, nobody can beat Bob Green. The shoes to fill were bigger than the ones worn by Shaquille O'Neal. So, the bar of expectations was set pretty low as we introduced the new coach to the mining city. Paul and I quickly realized we set it too high. The show was broadcast live from the coach's corner inside the metal sports bar and grill. It was a show that was very informal, and we always just asked questions off the top of our heads. I don't remember one time in 15 years of the show that we ever wrote down a question ahead of time. That night, though, we should have. We did our homework for the interview, though, but it didn't help. Paul would dress up a question to Coach Morrell and he would answer with one word. Then I would ask a question. Again, a one-word answer. For half an hour, Paul and I peppered the coach with questions about taking over the job, what he was looking forward to, the recruiting class, the history of tech, his past as a player and a coach, and replacing a legend like Green. Sometimes we got a full sentence answer for a question. Most of the time, though, it was one or two word answers. That half an hour felt like seven days. Morel was clearly a no-nonsense guy, and he didn't know us at the time. He had no reason to trust that we were not the kind of guys who would try to get him with a gotcha question. Interviewing him that night was only rivaled in difficulty by the time I interviewed swimming superstar Erin Popovich when she was in middle school. The super-shy Popovich just kept shrugging her shoulders when I asked questions, but at least it wasn't in a radio interview. I was thinking about that interview with Morel as I watched them call the defensive plays for Washington in the National Championship football game Monday night. The guy came to Butte guarded as can be, and he left, well, as a Butte guy. He says he plans to move back to the Mining City when he retires from coaching. By the time he left to join his best pal Caleb DeBoer, as an assistant at Fresno State in December of 2019, Morell was one of the easiest interviews. He wasn't on the level of green, who used to wait until your pen stopped moving to go on to the next sentence, but he was always a lot of fun to talk to. In my 25 years or so working as a sports writer, Morrell has to rank among the very best coaches to interview. He easily ranks among my favorite coaches. He was always honest and upfront. He never sugarcoated anything, and he never asked me to sugarcoat anything for him. Dealing with a coach as a sports writer is always interesting because no two coaches are alike. I never got to interview Montana Grizzlies legend Don Reed, who passed away last week, but I met him once in 1995. Nearly two years later, Coach Reed was back in town to announce a Grizzly game on television. I was at a practice waiting to talk to Coach Mick Dennehy, and Reed was at that practice. Coach Reed was walking off the field and looked my way. From about 25 yards away, he recognized me, said my name, and walked over to shake my hand. Reed remembered every name. He could have been a politician. I succeeded Tom Mullen as a sports editor of the Montana Kyman, the University of Montana student newspaper. Tom was lucky enough to interview Coach Reed, who used to take the phone off the hook and shut his office door for interviews. he could not have been a politician, and he certainly never took his phone off the hook. He didn't like interviews with anyone, but he was always good to me for one reason. We were both butte guys. Amazingly, Mick was not the toughest interview at the University of Montana, That distinction went to volleyball coach Dick Scott. I felt like I was talking to an angry Mike Ditka after matches the Grizzlies didn't win. I was able to build a great relationship with Coach Scott, though, and working with him prepared me for interviews with John Thatcher when he coached the Butte High Boys basketball team. Thatcher is the only coach to threaten to beat me up in an interview. I'd like to think he was joking, but I'm not entirely sure. The most brutally honest coach I ever dealt with was Meg Murphy, who was also one of the greatest coaches I ever got to interview. Whether she was talking about a poor performance from a player, an official, or even herself, Meg never held back. Marilyn Tobin was also brutally honest as a volleyball coach at Montana Tech. One time I asked her if there were any positives that she could take out of a home conference loss. Yes, Coach Tobin said after giving me a look to tell me I asked a stupid question. I didn't shoot any of them. Eric Gray, Butte High's football coach, doesn't fall into the open and honest category like Murphy and Tobin. He talks to me in coach speak every time I talk to him. I could say something like, beautiful day, isn't it? Erie would respond, we're on to Cincinnati. He smiles more than Bill Belichick, but he doesn't always say much more. Of course, there is nobody I want my son to play for more than Coach Gray, a guy who truly gets the reason he is coaching high school football. I could say the same about Don Peoples Jr. The Butte Central coach, though, is a million times more open than Coach Gray. Some coaches need to be recorded because they talk so fast, especially after a game. Current Montana Tech football coach Kyle Sampson definitely falls into that category. Coach Sampson's father, Mark, was the exact opposite. I never used a recorder when talking to Mark Sampson, whether he was coaching high school or in college. Most of the time after a game, a writer is looking for a minute and a half, two minutes tops from a coach. Mark Sampson was always at least a half-hour interview. In all the years working as a sports writer, though, no coach ever changed as much as Morell. He certainly did not trust me or Penisco that first night on overtime. By the time the Ordeggers won his first game, on a double overtime walk-off touchdown run by the great Pat Hansen, Morrell was pretty warm to us. By the time his Ordeggers knocked off Carroll College later that season, Morell was the best interview in town. I can't wait to have him as a guest on my podcast when he comes back to Butte this summer. Even though the championship game didn't work out the way we wanted, it will be fun to hear Coach Murrell's take on the great season by his Washington Huskies. There will not be many one-word answers this time around.